0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Freight to the Point, a podcast by Zen Cargo. This week, we have a special episode as we featured a session from one of our Navigate events. This session is on driving change from the top, getting C-suite support for sustainability, where our head of GTM at Zen Cargo is joined by David Picciotto, CEO and co-founder at Pledge to talk about how logistics and supply chain managers can present a business case for sustainability to the C-suite and board level. In this episode, they explore how they should align their sustainability goals with their business goals and the frameworks they can use to help them make their case. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hello everyone. And of course, welcome David to the Navigate main stage, David. Why don't we kick off this session with a quick introduction to yourself?
2: Thanks for having me, Jasmine. Hi, everyone. I'm David, the co-founder and CEO of Pledge. Uh, by way of background, Pledge is a decarbonisation software for the transport and logistics sector, helping um, logistics and supply chain leaders meet their sustainability goals and automate the scope three emissions uh, compliance.
1: Thank you, David. Let's, let's jump straight in. Let's start quite high level what I'm really interested to understand is what does good look like when it comes to sustainability? Like what's the, what's the dream state for businesses?
2: So I think if we put this in the context of a company embarking on a sustainability journey, I think it's first of all about understanding what you want to achieve and where you're starting from. And, and obviously to understand, I need to know what is my current impact and where do I want to get to? And today, obviously various tools to understand what's your current impact. Uh, through software and non-software solutions uh, and then it's about defining a plan to set particular goals uh, if, if we put this in the context of certain carbon emissions for example and executing on that plan so that month of month quarter after quarter year after year you start minimizing and and reducing your impacts and obviously sustainability is a very, very broad topic but i think there are a couple of uh foundational elements which are important to demonstrate what good looks like as part of that process. And these will start with uh, the types of framework that a company might follow. Uh, There are obviously various uh, more or less notable frameworks uh, in in carbon accounting, for example, or emissions reductions targets framework, such as the the Science-Based Targets Initiative, SBTI, which is a framework developed by various bodies, including the UN, which set specific emissions reductions targets in line, with the goals of the Paris Agreement. Uh, So that would be one way to start demonstrating what good looks like. But then it's also about making sure that this progress that a company will embark on, uh, is it auditable? Is it verifiable? Which is often underpinned by systems uh, with data. Is it uh, transparent? And am I uh, accountable for the targets that I've put in place? Oftentimes we also see companies uh, leveraging uh, third parties to essentially demonstrate that's more objective assurance as part of their of their um sustainability journeys and objectives.
1: Thank you, David. No, it makes a, makes makes a lot of sense. I think one thing we always like to do with these sessions is really put ourselves in the shoes of our customers. You know, if I imagine I'm a sort of logistics or a supply chain manager and I'm talking to the C level, where do you think I should start with making that case for sustainability?
2: In my view, it's not a question of if. Of but rather when will every single company in and outside of logistics will have to start taking action. So I think that's obviously a good place to start. And, and this is principally driven by impending regulations. So if we think in the context of a logistics supply chain, we have some regulations uh, coming up next year, such as CSRD, which stands for Corp- Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directives, which will be rolled out in Europe. And require a host of companies, specifically listed companies, to start reporting on their uh, carbon emissions, including supply chain emissions, in 2025, based on 2024 data. So I think raising the awareness about these impending regulations will obviously uh, help make the case internally. Mm -hmm. And then it's a question of, well, do we want to be forward thinkers and start implementing initiatives to meet these upcoming coming regulation and to be compliant today and reap the additional benefits that come with it, or do we want to wait to the last minute uh, and then rush to be compliant at this time? And when we think about outside of regulations, the, the business benefits that uh, companies can reap out of implementing sustainability initiatives, uh, there's obviously the ability to elevate your brand uh, and be seen as forward thinkers in, in, in the industry, especially if we think about a uh, High-emitting industries like uh, transport and logistics, which represents about a fifth of global greenhouse gas emissions, but is also the ability to potentially differentiate your value proposition, not only to customers but also potentially to uh, to your employees who increasingly want to want to work in purpose-driven companies. And then maybe lastly, and that's something less obvious, these uh, new regulations, the systems are complex, take time to implement. And so there probably are a lot of known unknowns and unknowns and knowns in implementing these processes to become compliant. So the sooner you start, the more you mitigate the risk of missing deadlines and when they'll come up.
1: No, it makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I completely agree. I know which side of the fence I'd rather be, either in the, the proactive camp or waiting for the, the, the change to, to come on to me as a business. I think it's always makes sense to, to be on the front foot of any change and really embrace it. And and take it by the horns essentially. One thing I'd love to understand from you is when it comes to sustainability or any other major business shift for that matter, what do you think are sort of, I guess, the key elements for that compelling business case?
2: What I always like to look at is what's the return on investments or the return on effort of uh, being compliant, for example. I think there are now various studies that have been published on the the business benefits of sustainability around top as well as bottom line improvement, uh, cost reduction, for example, by shifting your energy mix to renewable sources. Uh, so I think that this is this is a, obviously always a, a good place to start, but also I think it's important potentially to put the emphasis on less visible drivers uh, for sustainability as, as I previously expressed, such as the employee sentiment, the consumer sentiment or end client sentiment, as well as maybe a less obvious one, which is the investor sentiment. Uh, if you're a listed company, some investors today, or an increasing proportion of investors, have certain ESG uh, mandates uh, given by their own investors, which also applies in private markets when we think put this in the context of pension funds uh, requiring portfolio companies to have certain uh, net zero targets to adhere to certain to certain goals. Uh, so I think these are these are additional drivers. And that will eventually push companies uh, to adopt these practices. And then the last one will be also just the, the snowball effect being created by an increasing number of companies in a given industry adopting sustainability practices and amplifying the message as a, re- as a result, which will obviously force their peers or competitors to also follow suit.
1: Yeah, similar to the, to the point we just made. It's sort of do you want to lead the way or do you want to forever be playing catch up? Exactly. Moving away from, I guess, hypotheticals, many of these arguments, especially with sort of, I guess, a C suite audience, come down to sort of hard numbers. Maybe you can give me some a couple of examples just to bring that to life for our
2: audience at home. So when we speak to when we speak to clients and so typically logistics service providers, uh, what we try to put forward is ask them well, how many tenders in the past quarter? from clients required you to demonstrate your sustainability credentials, be it either your sustainability credentials as a company and whether you have your own ESG agenda, net zero targets and others, or even potentially sustainability services that you can provide to your clients, such as measuring and reporting on multimodal supply chain emissions. So I think trying to get into this cadence and and providing these metrics and understanding, well, where are the win themes for sustainability and the 10 last tenders that we participated in will obviously start providing a view on this return on investment or return on efforts for implementing these initiatives. But maybe I should, uh, I should actually return the question to you, given obviously this, this is a topic that you're increasingly facing, as I understand.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think, I think I've personally worked in tenders for the tenders' large-scale bid processes for the last 10 years, and I can't emphasize the fact enough that things have really changed i think you know previously I, I know you and i have spoken a lot about win themes before i think sustainability for me is up there when you know as one of the top top three win theme, themes today i think previously everyone was sort of focused on profit people planet and there's a definitely a complete flip of that on its head and it's now planet people profit so yeah. i think yeah there's there's i couldn't agree with 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 you more on that one to be honest
2: yeah. And I think interestingly, I mean, this is a this is something that it's going one direction. I think everybody will agree on that. I think we're still it's still very early in the maturity curve and we haven't reached this tipping point where it will become ubiquitous. But yeah. if I compare it to last year, at least, when maybe when I was speaking to prospects last year, some of them told me, well, come back in five years when this will be a topic. At least what I can say is that this year everyone recognizes that. Sooner or later, i e within the next twelve months, and they'll have to they'll have to do something to demonstrate yeah. their their sustainability credentials.
1: Absolutely, which I guess actually leads nicely on to to my next question, which is how can sustainability advocates in business create, I guess commitments that go beyond the short-term goals and like embed sustainability in I guess the cultural change of the entire organisation, so from the sea level all the way sort of downwards.
2: Like in every organization, and that may be a bit of a broad statement, but I think it starts with what you stand for as a company. And yes, maybe transport logistics is not the greenest industry out there, but it's obviously a critical one. Uh, But yeah, it starts with what you stand for as a company. And this begins with your company's mission statement, why do you exist, and your company values. And then everything essentially flows from that down to your OKR, or objective and key result system, or other periodic goal setting system that you have in place, and potentially also then how from these OKRs can you tie certain sustainability KPIs, even if it's not necessarily part of a sustainability function. Maybe your operations team might have certain sustainability key results uh, that will feed into your wider company objectives. Uh, And then maybe more tactically also, it's about how you embrace these values as part of your day-to-day. Another way to, that, that we've seen companies engage their teams internally around the topic of sustainability, it's about being very transparent with respect to the initiatives that are being implemented internally or externally with clients and that often find uh, its roots in uh, data-driven processes or software that are accessible by the organization or that the C-suite is reporting on a periodic basis as part of town halls or or um, periodic company events with their teams.
1: Thank you David. Certainly lots of tips and things and and, and lots of stuff for, for everybody on this call to think about especially when it comes to regulation. I think one thing that I've certainly taken over, taken away from our session is when when to start and for me it's it's now if you wait, I think you're going to be forced to act and by default if you're forced to act you will be on the, on, on the back foot rather than on the
2: front foot. On that point, I think it's, it's obviously great to want to, to kickstart the sustainability journey, but we obviously uh, live in, with a current economic t- context that's not easy for businesses. And especially if you're not necessarily at the board level, you obviously have your, your day-to-day job. So it often comes down to understanding the incentives of everyone in your organization. And that's why I think it's critical to start setting the sustainability agenda at the top level And at the strategy level, so that it can really flow down. Because anecdotally, when I speak to clients or prospects, there's always somebody in the organization that wants to implement some sort of sustainability initiative. Oftentimes, the champion just doesn't have the buy-in from the management or from the direct manager to implement that initiative. So to reinforce my my earlier points, I think everything starts at the company or board level.
1: I hundred percent agree. And do you think that I think with sustainability can sometimes feel like, oh my God, there's so much to think about, there's you know all of this regulation, all of this stuff that I need to do, like it's quite overwhelming. Is there, I guess, if depending on where you are in your sustainability journey, where would you recommend you know, assume I haven't started and I'm sort of very much at the beginning of my journey, Where would you recommend I focus and start?
2: I always try to to find the path of least resistance and try to find these these lowest hanging fruits. And obviously that will vary very much from business to business. So subject to your resources, I think the first thing to, to understand is what is our knowledge of the topic? Do we have someone internally that is familiar with the topic or wants to learn about the topic? Or do we have to hire a consultant or a third party, maybe a software, to help us on that journey? Because I think obviously without that foundational knowledge. Uh, you won't be able to take the right action and understand uh, what will be more or less resource intensive. So I think it's just about being aware and having that foundational knowledge before starting to make a decision.
1: Thank you, David. It's been obviously an absolute pleasure to host you at Navigate. And thank you for sharing your insights and wealth of knowledge on sustainability. Personally, I found it super helpful. I'm sure our audience at home has as well. Before we wrap up our session, I've just got a couple of uh, Q&As, if I may. So I've got a question. Are there any particular metrics which are useful for gaining C-suite support?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. Uh, So if I go back to the example of of proving the return on investment or the return on effort, if I put this in the context of satisfying client demand, I mean, if there are any sustainability uh, initiatives that are tied to customer demand, one of the great ways to obviously prove that is uh, to demonstrate, well, how many new tenders have we won? So what, what new business have we won? Or how many existing clients have we been able to retain? Or maybe even from how many clients have we been able to increase share of wallets? Or how many more shipment volume have we been able to capture from that given client? So these would be some of the metrics uh, that I will start looking into.
1: Brilliant. Thank you, David.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Freight to the Point. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback on this episode, please get in contact with us and don't forget to like and subscribe. But until next time,
2: goodbye.